to the 10th podcast, bringing you insightful analysis on business and government news from a local to a global perspective. And now, here are your hosts of the 10th, Dan McCracken and Rocky Lawson. Greetings and welcome to the 10th podcast. I'm Rocky Lawson. If this is your first time listening to the 10th, we welcome you. And if you are returning Listener, we warmly welcome you back. On this episode of the 10th, I had the privilege of sitting down with business entrepreneur Cole Rogers. He is the founder of Strongwill and has a program in Strongwill that is called the School of Man. The School of Man is a training program that is modeled after special operations training where a male candidate is inserted into a six-month training and development program that fosters self-awareness, personal development, leadership, teamwork, and most importantly, brotherhood. This is done through a proscribed syllabus that challenges both the body, the mind, and also the soul. I sat down with Cole to discuss his business and some of the issues surrounding male identity in modern society. So without further ado, here's my interview with Cole Rogers from the School of Man. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the 10th Podcast. Hey, hey, what's going on? Not much, not much. I'm glad that we finally were able to connect, and, and we're, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Man, it, I'm beyond grateful. I, I'm, I'm glad that we're actually getting to connect, because after looking at your website, you guys are doing some awesome things. You really are. Well, thank you for that, Cole. I really appreciate it. So, to start... Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we'll get into talking about the School of Man and the Strong Will brand that you have and all those things. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So with me, and this is what I, when I get in, I'll go back three years. That's where I'll really start. I won't, of course, give you my entire story, but like everybody else, in particular from a man's perspective, we all go through the pipeline. We go through grade school, high school, maybe play some sports, some join the military, some go to college, then we eventually gravitate to the business world, per se, if that is our chosen destiny. But that is the pipeline that all of us are put through. And when I graduated from school in 2006, that's where my mindset was at. It was basically, hey, let me go make as much money as I can. Let me go climb the ladder. Let me go have a lot of fun in my early 20s and ultimately try to be number one. That's That was my mindset. I was in a sales position. And I achieved all that. Uh, and I, I achieved all that, but I was honestly walking around soulless almost. And then I get married. Of course, that's based into the pipeline, the game that we are, have been scripted to understand. Get married, get a house, get a couple kids, right? The, the game of life. <laughs> yeah, get you some debt. Um, and that's really where things started to unravel for me a little bit. Uh, and, and that's backing up three years ago. I just I did the mirror test 
And the mirror test never lies. You know, when you can look at yourself in the mirror and you just see within the within the eyes and just the whole nine yards that you're not that's not the man that you want to be or was destined to be. My marriage was really unraveling uh, because what I thought was, hey, I'm going to go make this money. I'm going to be I'm going to start this business. And that's what's going to provide love for my wife. And then that's exactly what my kids need. They need the house. They need all the good stuff. Um, and, and a lot of us get caught and trapped in that game, in particular in the world of business. And then that's where three years ago I, I went on my, my what I call the walkabout, but went out to find out who I truly was as a man because I knew I wasn't alone. You know, There's a lot of us men that are struggling with that, and we're truly one-dimensional. I might have been maybe two-dimensional at that point in my life. And uh, that's that's really where the journey began with strong will, began with School of Man, and that's where I found my why. And that it now, granted, it didn't come overnight. It came through a lot of tests, crucibles, a lot of low moments, especially a lot of hard moments in my marriage, a lot of moments of truth, vulnerability. And but through that birth, where we are now, and uh, and that's just a that's just a brief glimpse into my my story. Okay. And I know that you did some programs and went through some of those crucibles. Could you tell listeners a little bit about those those tests and those crucibles that you went through to kind of get to the point to say, you know, I want to go ahead and this is my passion moving forward in life and find your why. How did you find your why? Absolutely. I'm a big I'm a big fan of what Mark Devine has created in Silfit and I actually on a whim, I it was one of those deals. I was going through the Barnes and Nobles in Little Rock, and I and I saw his book, The Way of the Seal. So I picked it up, and honestly, I read halfway through it, purchased it, finished it up uh, within the next day or two. And in there, he he runs an unbeatable mind retreat. He just brings in guest speakers, and it was his second one. So I, I really caught wind of it, and I went out there, not knowing what to expect because. Again, the game, we, we develop these type of views in your life that really limit you, whether it be about religion, whether it be about your body, business, doesn't matter. You know, you kind of become just in that, that box, that proverbial box. So I wanted to do something different, uncommon for me, uncommon for where I am from. So I went out west, and I'll never forget the feeling that day when I got on the plane. I was like, I can tell there's a shift going on in my life. I felt the electricity in my veins. I felt that's exactly where I was. And I know that sounds sounds weird, but it's not. And then I got there, and I met my mentor without even realizing it named Brandon Hayes. And this guy was a recovering alcoholic. He's, he's He was clean for about 12 years, very successful in business, mm-hmm. very successful on social media, and family man, around 42, just super fit. And he and I just really connected and clicked, and I said, man, that's – you know, he, he seems to, to have it all together, but the greatest thing about him was his humility and his willingness to be vulnerable with me. And I went through the weekend, and it was really powerful. Uh, I do remember some of the speakers. I do remember some of the work, but it was more about the energy for me, and it was more about creating the shift because I was in that proverbial state of in, the, in that basement that I needed. I was drifting, and I needed that shift. And that's what it provided me, and it provided me a lifetime mentor on someone that not just mentored me in the life of fitness, but also more about the mental aspect, the emotional aspect, connecting in relationships, understanding business, and really 
sacrificing yourself to be a selfless man than anything else versus one that is seeking the glory. But it showed me also that I had a taste because prior to that, I tore my Achilles playing basketball and had two surgeries. I was out for 16 months, had a little bit of a, a mental issue, meaning that it, I bought into the crap I was telling myself, like I would never get back to the dominant level. Of but that weekend showed me that I was more capable than what I actually thought. I got my butt kicked on the beach by some Navy SEALs, and I loved it. And I loved it, and I went back for more, and I set out on a journey at that point to conquer some of the crucibles that SEAL fit. Uh, it puts in front of you the latest being Kokoro, a Kokoro graduate of Class 45, which was a, a powerful, powerful event. And through all that, I launched my company, the original company, Strong Will, a human performance company. And through that has birthed uh, really my why, and really out of that has came the, the School of Man, uh, for lack of a better term. But all that, including what people did not see, the countless visits with the therapist, with my wife, and uh, the the low moments that no one sees that you have to, to pick yourself up and push through, those were probably more of my defining moments as a man. And, and to, to look back and really shed what... I didn't really care about what anybody else thought about me. All I cared about was my ethos, my stand, and where I was going with my life. And that's what I wanted to provide back, and that's where we are now. So with the School of Man, you have mm -hmm. developed so many different programs and things, but what is the core mission of School of Man? And, and you talk about ethos and, and the values. What are those ethos and what are you instilling in men that come to your organization, come to your program and what are they looking to get out of it? Well, to be fully vulnerable, and that's a great question, is that uh, the original, how School of Man actually started was when I got back from Kokoro, uh, Strong Will, I, I purchased a CrossFit gym and it's 20,000 square feet. You know, from a business perspective, I'd never done CrossFit before. I trained for endurance events and things of that nature. But through that, it gave me my the, an audience, and it gave me the ability to develop my experience, and I call it paying the tuition. And that's where I started releasing slowly these programs. So we have a 20,000 square foot, what we call HQ, and after Kokoro, I saw two men, really, didn't know them real well. You know, as the owner, I knew them, of course, from a business perspective, and I said, hey, I want to mentor you. I want to coach you. Because you're gonna, this is gonna be as beneficial for me as it is for you. So that's really where it started, and it started to really magnetize. Other men started gravitating to it. The simplistic part of it is my why is to help man find his why, but also to provide man the skill sets that he needs. And then when I say the skill sets, you know, most men want to 10x their business because that's what we have been uh, trained to do: make the money. Uh, develop the big business, but they don't want to 10x their body, their mind, their emotion, and develop themselves in what I call into a five-dimensional man, but also gain and garner the, the skill sets in taking yourself back to being a child, being at wild at heart, um, and, and to be vulnerable, it was a benefit for me because there are things, let's just take the Las Vegas shooting, right? As a man, you have to develop those type of skill sets, sheepdog intuition. You have to understand how to triage the situation, taking you back to being a Boy Scout just as a grown man, learning survival skills, something as simple as backing up a trailer 
but doing that in a in a mindset that you're looking to find your why you're looking to 10x not just your body not just your business but really your life and that's where it, it started to boil down and so we developed the systems the blueprints the roadmaps and we started to see common themes so we took a, a group of 10 virtual strangers that wanted this and we developed the formulas and the curriculum and the training modeled after special forces because a part of the, the business or the part of the the identity of the school of man is that it is not just me. I'm not the one that's created it. It's these other men. But we also have a board of special forces operators from Green Berets, Force Recon Marines, uh, MARSOC, etc. So it um, it really it really started forming itself to be a tier one type of level because you want to be a higher standard of man. And you start seeing the themes and this gets back into the ethos of the school of men. Men love to make excuses. Men love to lie to themselves. Men love to be no shows. Men love to honestly be the, you know, be a lesser version of themselves if someone gives them an out. And, um, that's where the ethos started really to chisel down to be, to help man to become that warrior that he was destined to be single, married, divorced. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and we've recently started tapping into the high school, uh, arena as well. Well, that's excellent. Cause if you start young, then you're, you're instilling those values at a young age, then that just becomes habit. And then you're building a stronger Absolutely. society of men. There's two and, words that kind of stick out. You use it you know, quite a bit frequently. And, and that's finding your why. Mm-hmm. And then how does, how does one find their why? And then how does that also play into vulnerability as a man? Because as society, yeah. there's, there's a perception and there has been, you know, and there's a lot of conflict right now and what mm-hmm. it means to be a man in modern society. There's a lot of conflict mm-hmm. with that. So could you discuss a little bit about that? And I know that's kind of like three questions in one, but... Um, no, it's yeah, all good. You know, how, uh, that's, that... that's really the first... Yeah, the first phase is for man. You know, you, you come to the school of man not to get a pat on the back. It's not an entitlement program. You know, it doesn't matter how razor's edge you are or where you are in your life. You can always be a higher standard of yourself, no doubt. But the first thing is actually being vulnerable uh, and being truthful. And that's the hardest thing for any man to do. Um, now, the stereotypical man that some people think about is you can go back to hundreds of years ago when the shift started to happen, when World War II occurred, uh, the, the wives got into the plants, the factories and started to work, etc. And it just started to evolve itself. And women have definitely uh, have definitely had a major impact in this world. I mean, they, they do just so much phenomenal things, but as a man, uh, in my opinion, this is where it goes back to, we have been taught and scripted to kind of bottle our emotions, uh, be that guy that lays on the couch, watches football, goes to eat, then goes to work and becomes the groundhog day without actually being truly open about what he is feeling. And it takes a lot to get a man there. That's a that's an evolution in and of itself. The vulnerability, just something as simple as me saying, hey, look, you know, I don't know how to back up a trailer really well. I don't know how to do hand-to-hand combat. I don't know all these skill sets, but I'm willing to learn. Oh, by the way, you know, I struggle, um, and there's men like this that might struggle with pornography, masturbation, things of that nature that it, they, they feel that they can't come out and talk about that. Mm-hmm. 
um, that's that's really the first piece is really closing that gap and embracing your story, embracing your crucible moments, but also saying and willing to raise your hand saying, hey, guys, I need help. I need help. It's not like I'm in desperate times, but I need help to become Razor's Edge. The other part is to find your why. There is no secret sauce. There is no formula. You know, Simon Sinek has a great book, Start With Why, and he has a Find Your Why workbook. You know, to me, it has to be something that really creates a shift internally to where you're willing to create businesses or you're willing to create impact and you don't feel like you 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 worked an hour. You might have put in 20 hours, but to you, you're seeing a major shift in the community, in other people, because I call it the compounding impact effect, that if I can have impact on one man's life and then he can have impact on two people's lives, so on and so forth, then your work has proved itself and your why has proved itself. So, you know, that's something that we, of course, help man travel through. And, and it goes back to asking yourself the quality questions. And men, the one thing men struggle with is the clarity, the perspective and finding purpose. But you do that through asking hard hitting questions and extreme ownership and high accountability because we will give ourselves an out every single time. We will make excuses. Hey, I've been working 10 to 12 hours today. Hey, I've got this going on. We'll put things in front of ourselves. But if you have someone in there, someone right beside you, a true brother, true brother doesn't mean you have to have Christmas dinner with him. A true brother is someone that's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear right in the face. So, and it's, is that what are some of the reasons that we are so conflicted as men in modern society? What what are some of the things you're seeing with 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 men that are coming through your program, what are those identifying characteristics? What are you seeing trends in? The common themes is what we call them. So I, I said it earlier. Uh, it goes back to me. If you look at history and you see as history has unfolded that you had the Industrial Revolution and women started going to work. Right there became a big movement with that. You know, with with the women in our country, uh, men, men were no longer like, hey, son, come come with me on the farm. We're going to work on the farm all day long. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It became easier. Let's go to the city. Let's move to the city. Let's, you know, I'm going to go work in a factory job, yada, yada, yada. And that's where it all started, um, in my opinion. The other piece is the common themes are things that I, I clearly talk about all the time, and it's the pipeline that we have built as a society. You know, it is the pipeline for the majority of folks to say, hey, when you are born up until five, of course, you're taken care of. Then you go to kindergarten, elementary school, you go to middle school, high school. Then you're expected to go to college, which college degrees are becoming lesser of value and you're having to get more education. Right. Then you get out of school and you're expected to get a J.O.B., which enslaves man. And then ultimately you look up. Men get married, have kids because they're taught to, to be the provider per se, but then they start losing sight of who they truly were or why they were created and become that blind rat in the worldwide rat race because their ultimate goal in the pipeline is to retire. Well, the ultimate goal of an employer is to enslave the employee per se, uh, meaning that's where the benefits, the 401k, the, everything else comes into play, and men don't act upon that and choose to to scare the hell out of themselves versus following something that they truly want to believe in or have purpose. And it goes back to most men. If you ask them, what do you want out of life? They don't know. 
they don't know. They don't have clarity. So the themes that we see in the school of man are just that. I think that's the number one is the lack of clarity in a man's life. It's very if you've ever heard of the term fog of war, mm-hmm. you know, there's a very much fog out there that looms around man because again, society has imprinted and impressed that on man and he has believed it. And and the other thing is too, uh, like I said before, the other major common theme is we are great at lying to ourselves, even those little white lies. And it just kind of continues to compound and compound and compound. And that's where, you know, that's where you get really tested at the school of man. Um, Again, you don't come here for a pat on the back or an entitlement program. Our job is to completely reverse engineer your psychology and help you develop the foundation because you sure can't build the roof before you build the house. And it goes at the end of the day, you have it, it, it takes work. There's nothing. There's no substance. There is no. There is no, you can't substitute discipline and hard work or anything like that. You just got to do the work. The people that you have brought into the program, your, your mm-hmm. cadre, your training cadre, come from special operations community, many of them very successful careers. Yep. Modern society is kind of now where they be, were used to be quiet professionals. Now they're kind of mainstream. Yeah. Um, I think many are intrigued by the mystery of their selection process and, and mm-hmm. what does it take to do such difficult work. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about how the philosophy of the special oper- special operations community and their proven strategies and methods integrates into your School of Man program and, and how well does that translate over to the civilian world to the everyday 9 to 5 working guy? Yeah, that's a great question. And I will... Uh... So next weekend, October 20th through the 22nd, the very first class of the School of Man will earn their Phoenix. And the whole program has been built off of that type of mindset. And the reason why I also employ combat veterans as well uh, that might not have been in special operations. So we do a a multitude of stuff. And, and, And the premise behind it is, is the mindset. It's more of the... Hey, yeah, I'm way more capable than what I think. The other thing is, too, is the extreme accountability. That, to me, is the most important part, is that on a team like that, whether you're a SEAL, a Green Beret, right, or you're MARSOC, or you're a PJ, whatever the case is, that tight-knit brotherhood is really driven by accountability because you know who has your six, and you might not like them all the time, but when you head down range, by God, they're going to hold you accountable. You better have your stuff buttoned up and you better you better be willing to hear the truth. So that is the the premise and the container that we have developed. Um, how does that relate into the professional world? It is holding yourself to a higher standard. I mean, if you go and you travel through these types of crucibles with other men, it is understanding that you are putting yourself in the one percentile because the one thing I do preach, and this is not for every man, it was never intended to be for every man. The school of man isn't just like in a, in a college or in a high school. If you don't make the grade, you're gone. Um, and the same goes with the school of man. If we consistently let you repeat bad behavior, you're only hurting yourself. If I do not tell you the truth, I'm only hurting you. Right? So that's really what has manifested itself on top of the, the training that comes with it, not just the physical side of it, 
But also we took the concept to say, hey, look, we want to put you in different schools to develop the skill sets so you can – if in the event something happened like in Las Vegas, for example, being – most men that are in the professional world would not have a clue on how to even give their child CPR if they're choking at the table. Mm-hmm. Let alone if something were to go down like that, how would you respond? Would you be there to help or would you be fleeing the scene? Would you understand exactly how to on-site triage a person, be able to make the call to get them out, to get them to the hospital, right? What about survival skills? What about self-defense skills? On You know, just these skill sets that honestly, in my opinion, and I'm one of those, I was not, my father is one of the greatest fathers, but that's not what he gave me. Mm-hmm. He showed me business. He showed me how to come from, make something from nothing, but I never had a father that showed me that that type of mindset, that type of training, that type of to be that that man in my household that not only loves my wife immensely and is the father, but is complete as a man that I can in the event something were to happen, be ready at a moment's notice. So that's that's really a boiler point uh, uh, version of why we integrate these guys and it's more about mindset and being able to put that in the professional world too so when you walk into a boardroom or you're calling on a new client for one you're always operating in a selfless state but for two you also know that you have your ethos you have your stand you're more capable than what you think because believe it or not in the professional world most men are nervous and scared to take that next step and we really want to break down those boundaries to help them out and, we, and it's been proven that's the thing too is that through through these past five or six months that the first class has gone through it's been amazing just to see guys getting promotions guys being stepping out making cold calls just you know that it sounds little but it's big in the regards to the mindset because you've given them the skill sets and the blueprints and look showed them in the mirror say hey look man you're created for a reason and you're more capable for a reason now make this translate in every other phase of your life You've seen your first class, and they're almost about ready to graduate, which I'm mm-hmm. sure is a very proud moment for you. It is. How have you seen each individual man that has gone through the program that will graduate to get his Phoenix? How have you seen them since they came through your doors, worked through, struggled, dealt with adversity, was challenged, and then worked on those individual components? Because at the end of the day, you you really preach teamwork. You're talking about mm-hmm. a collaborative environment, but at the same time. It really is an individual process because in order to be accountable, that's an individual uh, mm-hmm. uh, prerogative. And you have to be able to uh, ensure that you have yourself together before you can be part of a bigger team. So how have you seen that uh, as they came in and as individuals and they're now gelling as a team but also developing as individuals? How's that process been and what have you seen? Man, the, we talked about this this morning. I don't know. If, can you see this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Challenge so right here. Yeah, so this is the Phoenix, and what the Phoenix stands for and why we created it, these men created it, is for rebirth, all right? The Spartan helmet stands for warrior. I lost a brother. Um, we called him the metal forger, so the sword that goes into the fire represents man always willing to go back in the fire, and you temper the sword with the hammer, right? That's how it gets stronger. Mm-hmm. On the back, you've got the you've got school of man, warrior, brotherhood, and you've got the Molon Lob. Um, which means, you know, come and come and take them from in ancient Sparta. We talked about it this morning on what this means to these men. 
and each one of them had a different answer. One man said, it shows me, he said, before this, as an individual, I would never complete anything, let alone something this hard, right? Other man says, it stands for my wife, it stands for my children. Um, you know, you get to know everybody's stories very in depth. Uh, he, he almost died. You know, this man did, he said, and then for a while I was just aimlessly walking around and stumbled, you know, upon this and this really has elevated me as an individual, um, really in my marriage and really as a, as a husband. The other one said that it's helped me drive out excuses. Then I, I thought one of the great answers when we were talking about it today was that, uh, he, Jeff Powell, uh, which we call him El Jefe. He said, listen, I was one of those guys that was in the groundhog day mode. This represents a new start for me. And over six months, and what people don't really know is that it's been going on since January, so it's honestly been 10 months, for lack of a better term. But the six months has been really where we have had the in-depth mental work, the in-depth emotional work, um, the goal setting, the ethos development, uh, putting them in intense situations as a group because it's not always been hunky-dory, which it shouldn't be. There's been conflict. There's been turmoil. There's been highs. There's been lows. You've seen men beat addiction. We had a man that has came in and he had addiction. He has beat addiction six months clean, which is great. Um, you've seen men that have excelled at their job. So it's, it's proud for, as proud as I want to say is like, I would want to say like, yeah, that was my doing. No, not at all. And these guys have failed. And that's what we talk about a lot is that the failure is what is our success. And, you know, as of last week I had, they're required, so we post what we call group evolutions, and last week's group evolution was talking about brotherhood. Everybody has a different opinion on brotherhood, and each man posts their personal video, and then we, we watch it on our, on our private Facebook page, and we watch it, and we gain from it because iron sharpens iron. Well, I missed because you get three strikes, and you're out at the school of man. There's no – we don't give you any – you have targets you have to hit. You, there's deadlines you have to hit. Every month you earn a warrior box, you get a book in that box, you get your curriculum, you get your supplements, you get your tactical gear or swag, and by goodness, you have to complete the book, the lesson, you have to complete the group evolutions, and this doesn't include the physical training. And last week I didn't watch all the videos, and I was the one that set the deadline. You know, So I lowered my self-value in that point, which I called myself out, and of course we all talked about it, and two or three guys did not do it. But that's the purpose of it is that as much as I'd like to say it's me as an individual, no, these guys have really formed and came together and they've been their, their biggest advocates and they've also been their biggest uh, – when they look at each other in the eye, they're the ones that are going to tell them the truth. And that's why you come to us. Now, like I said, doesn't mean that we have to go have Christmas dinner or anything like that together. You know, That's not how we look at it. But that's where – we take that special operations mindset and we really infuse it within the group and they go through these intense crucibles together, which you know are events that are heavily laden with meaning. And now they're coming up on a three day, no sleep graduation, um, that they're going to bring it all together and come, you know, come in it with a one team, one fight mentality. Who is the ideal candidate to come to the school of man? It sounds like you have a lot of different people from all different walks of life. I will say this different objectives and, and what they've tried yeah. to get out of it. But who is the ideal candidate to come to your school for, for this pipeline? What we call the brotherhood pipeline, the Phoenix pipeline. You, 
the greatest thing is we've had one young man. He's 25. He's lost 60 pounds, you know, roughly. That's not the intent of the program. It comes with the program because we work on men's nutrition. We work on his body. It's just a, we train the body as an asset the way it should be trained. Right. That's the other mindset of a special operator. You train the body as an asset the way it should be trained. That dates back thousands of years when we were running from lions. Um, the ideal candidate is a man that is searching. That is the ideal candidate. I don't care what shape, form or size, but the man that looks at it and says, you know what? I'm going to starve fear. I'm going to feed courage because I am searching for something more. I'm looking for something more because if you show me, you know, if I I can quickly tell when man says, comes to me um, within this program, if he is going to actually put in the work. If he's going to actually put in the work, because it, it all goes back to one little emotion, the hunger emotion. I want to see how hungry man is to see himself evolve in a complete in a completely new version of himself. And that's I know that a lot of people are like, well, no, you know, the, you guys do some very intense training. You don't worry about that. We'll get you there. That's the premise of the school of man. We do not discriminate based upon man. I look for one emotion, and it's the hunger emotion. Now, I can really quickly tell in the first phase if man is going to be that hungry enough to do the work. What are the different programs and services that the School of Man offers, or, or I guess, better yet, the Strong Will brand has a bunch yeah. of different programs. So can you talk a little bit about those programs you have and what you what services you offer? Absolutely. So starting with the School of Man in 2018, we're going to open this up to be we're going to do a couple different things. First of all, Warrior Box, which is a product of ours. Um, we will we're going to be opening three versions of that up to man across the country, which we will ship that to their doorstep. Of course, it has to be earned. It's never given. But in the just an example being if you just want to, you know, the books of the month that we recommend in the curriculum that you can work on. You're going to have that opportunity all the way up to if you want to plug yourself into the Phoenix and the Brotherhood Pipeline, you'll be able to do that as well. Um, that's one piece. The national event scene, we're launching six events with our first one starting at the end of this year, but six next year called Operation Fully Loaded. So that is ran by my spec op warriors, um, by my ops chief, David James, who is a force recon marine. And Operation Fully Loaded is like three events within one. And it's a simple formula that we came up with. The first day is all about leadership intensive, bringing these men in, bringing us outside influence in to help men and women. This is for men and women, Operation Fully Loaded is. And that is going to get allow the, the individuals within Operation Fully Loaded to download the skill sets that – these guys have gained through all the training as well as all their experiences. Then that second day, then they're going to have to apply that in team-based evolutions, uh, modified what these guys have been through in selection. And then the third day, we always add an adventure because we feel it's important that man or woman, they need adventure, whether it is jumping tandem with the Navy SEALs or you're going through CQB school, close quarter battle school. Um, there's always going to be some type of adventure on that third day. So that's Operation Fully Loaded. Those are going to be in major cities like San Diego. Tampa, Florida is uh, is in February around the UDT Navy SEAL Museum. Um, so then it'll be New York, et cetera. You'll see that on our website. That's to be published in November. And then we're going to have uh, two events 
called Summit of Man. It's just a two-day intensive. Summit of Man is really what we do at the School of Man, but we're boilerplating it down, bringing in guest speakers here in Little Rock. You're going to get to do a lot of cool things. You're going to get to go through survival school, tactical range medicine, as well as download the skill sets that we preach and teach to these men here. So that's what School of Man is all about. Uh, the other the other brand that I have through Strong Will is called the Fitness Hub. The Fitness Hub is something that we have we're consistently updating it and we have launched it in the employer market with some test markets. It is a it is an online gym for the most part. Um, we've focused on employers on the front end because you have some employers that want to buy gym memberships, but at the end of the day, their employees might not ever use it. So we're providing that to them, running the data, running the metrics off of that, and then we're about to launch that on social media as well to where you have access to virtual personal trainers, the whole nine yards. So, Well, you got a lot of great things going on, Cole, and, and a great vision for the future and where you want your business to go. Where can people find more about you and your organization? And uh, you know, if they want to come to School of Man, where, where can they find out? Thank you, by the way. Um, at School of Man is our Facebook handle. At the School of Man is the Instagram handle. Right now, we're in the process of doing a full-blown website for the School of Man dot live. We chose dot live, and actually, with the play on words, we call it dot live. School of Man dot live. Uh, so that's in the future. But for right now, we're hosting everything at strongwillmovement dot com, to where you can get a good glimpse until we get everything updated and launched for the the upcoming class, uh, all the national events, swag, and everything else that that will be in the very near future, fourth quarter, um, November, early December. Cole, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. You're doing some amazing work helping create a better man for society, and uh, definitely would like to have you back on the show again sometime. But best wishes with the new class that's graduating and, and all of your business ventures uh, moving forward. Hey, back at you. I can't thank you enough. I'm beyond grateful. You let me know what I can do for you. Thank you, Cole. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Hey, you too. That concludes this episode of the 10th Podcast. We thank you for listening. For more information about us, you can visit us at www.thetenthdistrict.com and on iTunes, The Tenth Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and you will automatically get all of our new episodes that are released. Until next time, this is Rocky Lawson signing off.